0: Hello all, welcome back to the Queen's size Shoe Podcast with Chelle Cherie. I wanted to pick up where I left off last time when my Bushwick landlord decided to give me the boots because he was discriminatory and I think slightly uncomfortable with me being in his apartment. I am a stickler for great customer service coming from Texas. Customer service will make or break any business, but in New York, not so much. So I got that firsthand experience of poor business ethic when it came to my shelter. Interestingly enough, I moved in in December and there was a heating issue because the landlord wanted to keep the heat off to preserve and conserve the electricity bill cool I understand that but my thing is give us notification of such so then that way I can go get maybe a personal heater or something of the sort to keep myself warm my thing was my part my excuse me my room was on the street like facing the street it was much more drafty a little bit more cold in that area and windy you know so I demanded that he keep the heat on at all times but he would argue with me, like, oh, da-da-da-da, I couldn't keep it down, I can't keep it down. Um, excuse me, I have to keep it down, and that means that I have to keep it off so we can keep the cost down. I'm like, all right, cool. Now, my boyfriend that at the time would come by, and we would hang out and chill, and when I was off work, we would pretty much kick it. But we couldn't have any smoke in the house, and he was a smoker. I mean, it was one of those things where you want to open windows towels down under the door type of thing and um so i opened the window sometimes and a couple of times i think my landlord caught the window open and you know that was one of his things when he was like letting me go quote unquote was that he felt that i was messing with the bill and the costing of the house because i had the window open a couple of times and he was outside Another thing that he said was, I always had a visitor come by, which I thought was kind of strange because my then boyfriend at the time, he would come spend the night, hang out, you know, and whatnot. But there was a girl in the apartment that I lived in that had a full blown boyfriend living with her, not on the lease, not discussed with the landlord, but nobody spoke about anything. But when it came to me, I was questioned. And it was used against me when it came down to, you know, severing ties. And then the interesting thing was the landlord said he felt that he wasn't man enough to be my landlord, that he could not take care of the things that was required of him, such as making sure there are no rats in the apartment and doing winterizing throughout the entire apartment, no pests, and also to, you know, maybe installing some type of system so we can have electricity in our own apartment and control it on our own but he was a jerk and he 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 didn't like any of that and he felt that it was too much response i was too much responsibility i complained too much i had too much to say and he did this in front of his daughters and wife he didn't have any sons he only had like daughters he told me he wasn't man enough to be my landlord and i just shook my head and just thought to myself like wow this is someone's father. Thank God he's not mine, you know? Um, much shade, yes, lots of shade, lots of tea, lots of honey, lots of lemon, okay? Um, so, you know, I just had to charge it to the game and look at, it, look at it as the fact that that was not my apartment which I always knew was a temporary sit and that there was another apartment out there waiting for me that had my name all over it. Went on Craigslist, found a nice place in East Flatbush, also known as Leffert's Garden, which is kind of like the Hasidic Jew neighborhood of the Flatbush community. So went over there, saw the space, loved it. Loved the fact that we had washer, dryer in the unit. Old spots didn't have that. Loved the fact that there was rooftop access. Old spots didn't have that. Balcony, closet space. Had two closets, two bathrooms you, giant you know it is a roomy situation i'm roommating, but the space is nice it's impeccable it's up to standard and there are no rats well there was a rat my roommate had a rat and it got quite interesting my good roommate i'll just call her alice she had pet rats and she let me know she had a pet rat and I'm a very feline like female I really truly am Uh, I had to say to myself okay Sheree out of all of this shit you have all of these great things in this apartment can you live with the fact that your roommate has a pet rat and I was desperate for a space remember so I was a little bit more open and lenient with the conditions and she had a rat and she kept her rat and she kept it safe in a cage, took care of it, fed it and said that you know her dad raised her um, with them because they were pets. They weren't considered pests, which came in handy later on because New York has mad rats like in a real fucking way. And she's quick to dispose of them. She knows how to trap them, catch them and put them away. So thanks for that, Alice. I appreciate you. I also was able to discover some amazing friends while I was here. Um, One of them, we'll just call him John, and um, he's hilarious, John was freaking hilarious the whole time I was here. Mr. Pink, what I like to call him, cool guy, lots of character, lots of emotion and personality. He was queen of helping me to formulate and think about what i wanted to do as far as uh, design and help me to come up with designs for one of the collections it's like a michael jordan inspired collection that's another situation saving that for later stay tuned for that okay um but he did help me to come up with that and just kind of throw things up against the wall and brainstorm things about the shoe company in general i also had another friend we'll call him mike (laughs) <laughs> uh mike was very professional straight laced gentleman and he was also a bit of a playboy my sagittarius friend um <laughs> mike was cool he would come with me too um he came with me once to a trade show just kind of get the experience of what i i go through when i look for, for fabrics and when i'm networking and such uh and he also sat me down he's one of those people that keeps me you know he's like hey have you done this Are you on top of your game? I see you working. Good job. Congratulations. Keep it pushing. He's like one of those people on my team, in my circle, and I I will always appreciate him for that. Since then, he's moved on, got married to an amazing man, and yes, he is happy, happy, happy. So now I am out here trying to figure out what my next steps are. I get together a website, www.seanshellsherie.com. That dot www.s-h-o-n-c-h-e-l-l-e-s-h-e-r-e-e.com. I got that website together. I set up a Twitter account. I also got Facebook, Instagram, and I really try to branch myself out in social media. But I will say any person that is a social media marketer, I commend you on your patience, your delivery, and your tact because it is not easy. And I found myself getting caught up and burnt out being on social media. I'm not really a person that typically interacts with social media. I'm more of uh, an in-person type of girl, but also a little bit reserved. It's very complicated, I know, but my thing was I'm going to be caught up on this social media and I'm losing my attention to other things in my life. Um, maintaining a website with a blog on my social media content and also trying to go to work full time as well as create a shoe from nothing was what I did while in the East Flatbush apartment. That was my main focus during during this time i decided to do a little bit of research and find where i could take shoemaking classes i did take like a a shoemaking class 101 through brooklyn shoe space with keiko and it was very informative the classes were a bit expensive and pricey and i also don't think at the time and i'm not even sure if now they have but there was no financial aid so it was really more a course that you could just come and take at your free leisure but that shit is expensive all right so, I google what to take shoemaking classes in New York or period. And I end up finding this article about this woman that took shoemaking at the JCC in her city. Oh, let me go look at that because you know it's good to see what else is out So, I was able to find a class, JCC, just like the woman did, shoemaking, just like the woman did at a reasonable price just like the one did but knowing me i probably negotiated it down i want to say the class was like 290 something i think i got it down under 150 so applaud your girl because them work them that mouth game okay the correspondence game i had to come with it okay so i was in this class working with about 12 to 15 students per class the class was frequent i mean often She worked pretty much every day except for Saturday, Sunday and except for Wednesday. So I could come any other day, take a class to get done with the shoe. The whole point and purpose was to get done with the shoe, find out about the construction of making a shoe and materializing it at the end of the class. And then you can retake a class or you can extend the class depending on how much time you need it. Right. So I'm in this class and I come up with the concept of creating a shoe based on a bridge Why a bridge? Well, I was becoming obsessed with bridges, the architecture of bridges. I'm really into geometry and geometry makes for balance. Geometry helps with proportion. Um, Overall, it helps with with an aesthetic. So I thought, why not put a bridge, uh, maybe some of the design and the structure onto a shoe? Like a cage or bolts. Something that gave it hardware and also lightness and sleekness because it is airy. A bridge has a sense of air to it, you know. It's suspended. So I took a leather that was donated to me from a family member, which I later found out was not really good quality, but I didn't know because I'm not a materials person. I'm not a fabricating person. Um, I don't deal with the fabrications of things. I normally deal with the creative concepts and the design. That's like a whole other ballpark, you know what I'm saying? So I am looking at my design. I showed it to my teacher. She said, okay, you're going to probably have to take this leather and cut it strip by strip by strip by strip. Once you get the strips down, then you'll be able to um, glue them back together the way that you want it to. So I'm like, okay, I had an entire plate of leather and cut them singularly in strips. I put the strips together, laid them out, cross weave them so that it could look like something like a basket kinda like a basket and a gate at the same time. It, like a cross between the two. And I just sat there and dot by dot glued every single piece together. Um, and it was cool stuff. I was feeling good, was confident, taking little pictures, posting it on Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? Feeling great. And I also ordered a pair of heels off of eBay because I really liked a chunky heel with this shoe. I really wanted something nice and thick. So I ordered a shoe off of eBay. I was gonna detach the upper and use the sole for the bottom. For use the sole for the sole. I didn't want to say that because it was like a double. Anyway. So, I had the fabric in my hand and I had the shoes in my hand one day. I was about to get ready to. I had just left the shoe making class to go um, for an appointment at the doctor. About to get on the F train. And I remember opening up this huge purse that I had, it was like this huge bag. And it was like something came and tapped it out of my hand. And y'all, it fell. Into the MCA tracks and I was done. Like I was done. Like I was freaking out trying to figure out how I can get to the bottom of that because you know I have all these signs like let it go, don't jump in. If you if you drop something important, just let it go, call for help. But I had to make this appointment because the next appointment was like four months later. So I was like fuck. Um, and then the F train was on its way. Like it was my time to get out. I was like, what is going on? Like I just gave mad time to to the creation of this shoe and now I it may not even come to fruition. It was a crazy experience right then and there. And I realized that I had to go through that because that was a hardship. That was a moment that I'll be able to go back and tell and laugh at like now, because then it was like freaked out. It was like a freak out moment. But currently I just look back like, oh, that's hilarious. Like it was just a lesson that needed to be learned about letting go and the process of letting go even when you put in so much time and hard work